Hello and welcome to Inspired, your grown-up girl talk. I'm Stacy Fleece and I am once again here with Samantha Tredelius. How are you, Samantha? Hey girl, I'm doing so well. How are you? I'm good. Um, I'm feeling uh I'm feeling weekend energy coming on, which yes. is which is always solid. Um, you know, things get things are looking up. It's almost the weekend for us. It is not raining. Thank God. Uh the flooding is subsiding and you know we're I can't believe it but we're heading to the latter part of January and um well into 2023 I don't even know how that all happened I know and what a great topic we're gonna have today because new year new you and I think a lot of us girls probably are thinking about what we're doing with our style or some of us might be trying to even figure out if we have one Yes. So there's that. <laughs> so with us today, we have Jennifer Coach, Coach, sorry. Um, your first of all, I love your company, your business name, Stylegasm. I think that is fantastic. Uh Jennifer, thank you for being here with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Um, you're you you are a personal stylist, but you come from so many different you come at it from so many different areas. It's not just about the clothes in your world. It is about the energy. It's about the psychology. It's it's about the feeling that style can bring us or like it, literally it can change how we show up in a room. Yeah, absolutely. You get it. 100%. So you've been in this business a long time. Tell us, first of all, let's back up. Tell us a little bit about how you got into this business and uh, sort of the the trajectory that you took to get where you are today. Yeah. Well, people sometimes just assume I went to styling school and college and that was that. And it's been a very uh, up and down journey to finally do what I do now, which is uh, what I completely love and fully in alignment. Um, I mean, as a little girl, I loved I loved clothes. My mom used to make me dresses and I had very strong opinions about the patterns and the colors and the style. And so, you know, I think it was just something I'm, I just knew my whole life that that's what I wanted to do. Um, I was actually really afraid that it was something superficial and I actually dropped out of fashion school in college and did other things. And um, in my, but I worked in retail, you know, it's always, people always knew that I love style. It's just part of who I was. But um, in my later 20s, I was like, I'm time, it's time to go for this. This is this is what I want to do. And I ended up going and studying and doing a program in Paris and getting an internship in the fashion industry there. And I call that my Devil Wears Prada season of my life. So it sounds <laughs> very glamorous. I was gonna say there's uh, that sounds amazing, like doing this in Paris of all places. <laughs> well, um, I don't know if you've seen like Emily in Paris or any of those, you know, like my boss was very mean. Um, they, they didn't like me. They used to say nasty things about me um, behind my back. Oh, um, nice. So I that, think- that happened. That that's like real, like devil wears Prada is real. Totally real. Totally. Real. Oh. I made the $2 an hour. <laughs> basically a slave. And, um, but, I, but I got a lot of like great, ex- you know, experience and exposure to the whole industry. And that was like my foot in the door, so to speak, but, um, uh, basically got burnt out of that. It was like, I don't see this being exactly what I had in mind and knew that I wanted to start my own brand. I'm, I was entrepreneur spirit, um, as an adult and, uh, took some time, but eventually made my way over to Bali, Indonesia to start a fashion brand. Had no idea what I was doing <laughs> at all. Okay. Oh, so you show up in Bali and you start your own fashion. Like, 
hi, I'm just here and I'm going to start a fashion brand. How do you even figure out how to do that? I know. Um, <laughs> well, I did, I did find a business coach that helped a bit to help take some steps, but you really have to start so small. You know, you have this big dream, but you have to first figure out where you can go buy fabric and who is a tailor to go work with. I mean, Bali wasn't a sucky choice, by the way. <laughs> Not a bad place to land. <laughs> have you been? Yes. I have not. She has. You have? Oh, nice. You went there for a vacation? Yep. I was there for a couple of weeks. Loved it. Can I interject too? You're the yeah. fourth guest that we've had that has gone to Bali and had this incredible- Yeah, just like, within the last couple months. Yeah. It's it's a very, it's a magical place. And so I, I've got to definitely get there. Yeah, yeah. It's on the list. Anyway. Okay. So you go to Bali and go, yeah, I'm just going to start a, a, a fashion line. I'm going to do yeah. it here. In this yeah. amazing um, paradise. Cool. Yeah. Um, again, didn't really know how to do it. And you have to start really small. And um, it was advised to me at the time, well, why don't you, you know, you don't want to go make a bunch of stuff that no one's going to buy. Let's mm -hmm. you know, make a lot of mistakes. Why don't you start doing bespoke, do made to order pieces <laughs> for people, you know, come up with some samples of things that you can base off of. And that, that's what I did. So I started doing events. I did these soirees that I let people let me borrow their villa for the night or had some businesses that had that I knew like a cafe and other places, other places that I could do events and just start sharing what I was doing. And so I became known as the jumpsuit queen. I did because um, jumpsuits are really hard to fit, right? Like it yes. has to fit everywhere just right. So it was like, you had, you have to get it tailored exactly to you. And in, in Bali, you have the convenience that the tailor can come right to your house and fit it fit it on you and so that that was that was my business <laughs> I, I I want to continue the the path but I do have one weird question so when you do these in the villas in Bali like who are the customers is it the Balinese is it the expats like yeah Good question. I did always pride myself in having a good turnout of Indonesian. Like I probably had almost half Indonesian clients, not so much Balinese, but like people from Jakarta, like, you know, um, it's very well to do Indonesians, expats, a lot of Australians, Americans, Europeans. Okay. So here's one All more right. question. I got one more question. I'm fascinated with this. So now that you've, you know, you've been in the States, you were in Europe and now you're in Bali. I mean, what's the business climate like in these different cultures, you know, being a woman in business, did you find it was inviting? Did you find it was challenging? Oh my gosh. It's so different. I'm, I would say one in Europe is it's not as entrepreneurial minded America. We're like, go for your dream, do your thing, you know, hustle. <laughs> So very different over there. Um, in Bali, well, Bali does have a really thriving expat community and, you know, very community centric. I still have more friends I've made in my life in that season than like the rest of my life combined. So very supportive in that way. But it is it is tricky being in a foreign country, especially somewhere like Indonesia, and you're kind of in a gray zone about you're standing every business. So it was it was definitely tricky. And there was actually a great relief when I came to the US to be like, all right, I'm clearly very I have an LLC. I'm legal on all fronts. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's all real now. <laughs> I mean it was you know, you kind of do the best you can there, but it's, it's such an interesting path. It, it really is. Anyway, and so scary and a scary path. I mean, to be, it's hard enough to just be in your comfort zone with your, your friends, your family, you know, what you know, as, as a youngster growing up, but then to go to another country and, and do it. I mean, wow, that's, it's pretty admirable. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. Well, after, so I was there for four years and really, 
it was, I realized I didn't like making products. It's quite a headache to deal with manufacturers and I, just a lot, a lot of the stuff, what I really loved was the connection with my clients and, um, you know, being very like sort of intuitive minded and really being able to like help, help women. I had done coaching before to really step into, you know, this next evolution of them, help them get their mojos back, help them to feel amazing. And that was, I didn't see it for a while, but that's actually what styling is all about. So really, um, and I have this really fun thing. So do you know Oracle cards? Like, mm -hmm. So like, I, I read about your Oracle cards and I don't totally understand them. It sounds like tarot cards for fashion. Yeah, in a way. So they're like 50 cards that are like, they're sketches, but they all have a different word. Um, and so they, and then there's like a guidebook that goes with them. And so it's like, you pull a card and it's a reflection of, your style and your spirit. So I can, I can pull one for you now, if you like. Do it. Um, so pick a number between um, one and one and 52. 17. She's counting everyone. Cause you can't see us <laughs> <laughs> for our listeners out there. Stacey, do you want to pull one too? Um, sure. How about, uh, how about 28? Had to go down the roster uh, a little bit there, didn't I just, you? Uh, she was already 17 in. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. so we have for Samantha, ooh, we have theatrical. Ooh, <laughs> very <laughs> spot on. <laughs> and for Stacy, we have lady. Ooh. Like ooh. Some would maybe argue with that. <laughs> So I find with the card, I mean, it could be one, it could be a very like a reflection of where you are now. And it can also be like, uh, what else, what else you're stepping into next? Like, what is it that you desire? Um, theatrical. You are theatrical and shine on stage. You are a true performer. Embrace the dramatic range that you have. Your highs are high and your lows are low, but that's also your gift, feeling the wide range of what it means to be human. Your mm -hmm. talents are overflowing and never go unnoticed. When it's time to be seen, you pull out all the fashion stops and look striking and fabulous. Yes. Oh, well, there you go, that, girl. That speaks. That That's speaks. fitting. That works. All right. What you got, please? What you got? Lady. Lady, you are a lady who emulates feminine grace and charm. Your feminine energy is most alluring. If you haven't noticed, everyone... If you haven't noticed, everyone notices when you saunter into the room. You know your strength is being and acting like a woman. A self-proclaimed girl's girl, you love all things feminine, like shopping, time with girlfriends, and dressing up. Um, what a blessing it is to be a woman. Ooh, also oh. good. Oh. So are these are cards you created? I did, yes. I, I love this. That's yeah. really cool. Thank you. And what's fun about it is it open because people will come to me sometimes where they have this idea of what they think they want their style to be. And, and as we do more and you know, pull multiple cards and we get a whole uh, layout, but it, it brings out something much more soulful, more, more deeper about like, there's something more for you actually than you've even realized that you want. So it's pretty fun. Which is such an interesting concept because we've talked to stylists before and we know many of them. Um, and a lot of times, you know, it's just, picking a picking a look right you, you have to go somewhere you need a look you need a moment you're really creating more of kind of a lifestyle and a kind of a roadmap for what you know is coming up for you and and putting clothing around to to set the table so to speak um yeah. very different very cool 
And I love the concept of the multiple stream of income with the cards because you could probably sell the cards, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah, I just yeah. Them, yeah. Um, yeah. which as you know, business girls, we love multiple streams of income. So this is fantastic. So how are you getting clients? Where are they coming from? Yeah, um, I've done quite a bit of networking. I'm in some really fabulous groups. Um, I would say my business is pr pretty strong for referrals too, because um, my clients feel amazing and people around them are just like, oh my gosh, like I have one of my recent clients, her, her neighbor now works with me, her sister's coming to something. Um, what else? Yeah, a lot of it. I mean, it's a very it's a very personal thing. I, I would say. I, mean, I would I imagine it's a very word of mouth um, growth because, like you said, it is very personal. And uh, you know, it's like when you see the woman with the good haircut on the street, like, "Hey, where do you go get your haircut?" or um, something along those lines. But I want to be clear too: you do not just see clients in person. You are based on the East Coast, but you don't just see clients in person. You do a lot of um, remote, a lot of online. Yeah, I should have more. So how does that work? Yeah, just like on, on Zoom. So we get on Zoom, um, you know, going through their closet. I'm such a big fan of online shopping. I, there's so much more out there on the online space. And um, my clients love it. You don't have to go shop around the mall. Um, and so they go and they you know take pictures of their things. And I have a way that they communicate with me. And uh, yeah, we can do so much online. Um, it, it's kind of funny because I have more clients. I, I kind of live part-time in California because I'm there all the time. I have more clients there than I actually do in Virginia and clients, clients I've never met in different parts of the country and in the world. Which is cool, cool because your reach can be, you know, for so many years, many of us were just so kaput where we were, but, you know, as the world's evolved, you know, I think COVID did have some little silver lining where people became more comfortable with an online experience. So mm -hmm. What you do for women, the mindset, the body set, just the whole shebang is got to be, you know, some, it's somewhat of a energetic movement. And we talk a lot about, you know, women and their self-worth and the body shaming and the way that we feel about ourselves. And, you know, uh, we had a, um, a store owner on just recently, and she had mentioned, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a size two or a size 20 you, as we all, you know, have these things where we pick ourselves apart. And I always find it interesting to, you know, why do you feel as someone in the industry, women feel this way about themselves? Like, why do you feel we are still in this place where women aren't loving their bodies and the way that they're, their image? Yeah, it's an epidemic. I mean, you could point a lot of things, of course, to the, to the media. I think it's also um, like a, a generate trauma. It's like a generational trauma that continues to pass through generations. I mean, you know, they say so much of so much is imprinted to, into us the first seven years of our lives. And I've had a lot of clients that have been um, like sexually abused or, you know, um, had, had a lot of things come up. Um, and that does, that does really, it does really end up showing up, especially in women and how we feel about our bodies, even if it's something connected emotionally or something that happens. So, um, yeah, I, I think we also are honestly in a great time in history that we have a lot more tools and a lot more talking about this more and people are able to overcome, um, a lot of the, a, a lot of the shame and a lot of the body shame. Um, so we're still I mean, so, so far though. I feel like, I feel like I feel we take 10 steps forward and then, you know, we take 10 steps or 11 steps back. I also yeah. think I was listening to like a comedian one day and she had said the difference between like a, a boy mom and a girl mom, you know, and a, a boy mom will dote on their 
son where a girl mom would be like, you know what? That looks makes you look fat, mm-hmm. you know, and that was like her comedy sketch. And I was like, God, I would never think to say that to my daughter just because like, that's not the way I think. But I think generational, like, you know, maybe our parents or our parents' parents, that was how they spoke to their daughters. And so that is absolutely ingrated, ingrated in these, you know, people's minds. And it's, it's a narrative that I think we have to shift ourselves for the next gen. But I I mean, the social media doesn't help us. Yeah. Yeah. That's the truth. I mean, I I think, um, yeah, we have a lot further to go. And I think it kind of, um, what we can do is just on an individual basis, you know, it's like, you know, each, each person, like we make a difference in what you're doing with your daughters and like, you know, bit by bit, we will, we will see improvement. And yeah, I feel for the younger generation, for sure. Like that, you know, social media and everything is a lot of different pressures with that. I would imagine a big part of your job is uh, approaching it with a psychology degree, (laughs) whether it's, you know, psychology degree from the street, right? Mm. We do have this issue we as women do have this issue body image and like you said you can be a zero or 20 it doesn't matter you're gonna have a body image issue so when you put together when you help somebody put together a style and put together an outfit or something and you look at them and go yes that's it and all they can see is the one or two flaws that they get so hyper focused on how do you shift that mindset yeah. So I have this, I have something in my back pocket. I'm like, oh, actually the only stylist in the world. Um, I, I use these, I have these advanced energy tools that I use. I'm certified in this thing called energy mastery. And I honestly couldn't do my job without it. <laughs> um, so I build that in with my work with clients. It sounds like a very mysterious thing, but um, you know, people, uh, my clients are open to it. And that has been a huge with mindset shift and just that super critical, um, voice. So I really am able to get people to be way more receptive and way more like loving on themselves. And I can't imagine any stylist would not want something like, like how did I, I would think that's a huge hurdle, right? Yeah, for sure. And I would say it's, it's a process with my clients. You know, I don't just immediately start sending them clothes, you know, from day one, we have, you were doing the cars and we're going through the closet and it's like bit by bit. And then I'm doing the energy work with them. And so, um, you know, it, you, they're almost always very open and receptive that we do make a lot of progress. And some people, you know, like some people, um, yeah, to, it, we do some additional work to, to get them, um, where they want to go for sure. I think the energy and the mind, the mind is such a key component to the fashion and how you present yourself out there in the world. And I don't think that's something we talk about connecting, mm-hmm. um, I mean, we've never talked about it here. And it's, I think it's, it's such a um, interesting concept that you're bringing forth because they do really go hand in hand and it's very much a psychological situation. And I'm, I'm a huge fan of like dressing for, for the day, right? Dress for the day that you want. Um, today is not a day that I could say I want much because I'm still in my gym clothes for working out this morning, but you know what I mean? Like getting up and just like throwing some lipstick on. And I think I saw one of your posts, which was like, you know what, brush your hair. And it's not that hard to just throw it together a little bit because you will go out there and attack the day differently than if you just kind of look like you don't care, then, you know, you kind of get what you put into it or get what, you know what I'm trying to say. 
totally totally yeah i would say styling is about the the inner matching the outer and people are really i, I think we do a lot of focus in these times on like the inner work which is really important we got to do the mindset work we got to you know love ourselves but I, I think a lot of people my clients are really surprised when you work on the external how much better you feel inside it really does i love that you've built this business around so much more than just the the material and thread that of the the actual physical clothing clothing but you've gone so much deeper than that and it feels like you know having a stylist in general like first of all we all only know about this like from hollywood they talk about the the actors stylists you know and who styled them and the the royals and all this stuff like how how do we uh how how, how do you bring this more to the masses and not have it be such a such a posh lifestyle that people go oh I, I like I'm just I'm just me I I can't do a stylist <laughs> like who would want to style me you know totally totally I mean that's like that's a constant thing that I'm speaking to because I think most of my clients would have never thought that they would you know hire a stylist and um I mean I definitely style some very high profile people but it's not it's not always it's not always what you think um a lot of um a lot of my, I have a pocket, a lot of my clients, I have a pocket of, of clients right now in their fifties and sixties. And they're like, never really given themselves permission to explore this. And they just want to feel attractive. They're, you know, doing some big things in the world. Um, I think I try to, you know, part of it's just in how I can just communicating and having people to like, Oh, have you, you know, is, you know, getting dressed like a big pain every day? Is it, you know, do you feel, or do you feel insecure when you show up in an event because everyone's dressed better? Like try to find the things that people are experiencing and realize like, oh, we can actually solve this. Um, this is not something you just have to continue to suffer. And, and, and actually um, you're, um, you, you know, you get help in other areas of your life. I mean, why not, why not get no, help? With why your not? Life? Yeah. I think too, like how many of us, I mean, we were all guilty as charged when you have to go somewhere and you're like, shit, I don't have anything to wear. And you have like gobs of clothes in the closet or, you know, you try 47 different things on and then you end up with the first one. That's like the most boring of all the things. Or I even like watch my girls. I mean, they're nine and 12 and they'll be like down there, you know, changing multiple times and doing all these things. So, you know, when it comes to figuring out how to dress yourself, you know, what are some key, just quick points that you could say, okay, these are the timeless three things that you need to know to like be able to get through that fast mm -hmm. and not be stumped. Like what, what would you advise? I would say, well, one kind of knowing some of what your favorite colors are. I mean, some people like to go into, it's, it's interesting to learn what are your natural colors with the styling, but it could also just be what colors you like so that things naturally go together in your closet. I think a lot of people just have this mismatch of stuff and nothing really goes together. So if you at least can have some cohesion in color. Um, I mean, I think, I think every woman I know, like wants, you know, like a good fitting pair of jeans or, you know, like just, you know. Oh, very elusive. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, just a good pair of jeans. Yes. No, I agree. What um, else? What else? Teach I us, Obi-Wan. <laughs> I mean, I think just about every woman needs a tailor because clothes are made to fit, you know, a whole population of people. And we all have these, you know, beautiful, unique shapes. And so a lot of women come to me complaining that nothing, nothing fits them right. And I'm like, oh, it's actually just a few, you know, tweaks and it makes a huge difference. Just have things that fit you right. So I like it. I like it. And I think being approachable is something that I don't know that many stylists are because again, like Stacy was saying, it's just, it feels unaffordable. It feels 
too, you know, too over the top. Um, and what are some of the stigmas there that you can kind of break down? Like, why would someone hire a stylist and how much of a difference can it make for them? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think people, they, um, yeah, it, it, like you said, they think it's something that celebrities would do and just be like, I mean, you know, you know how good it feels when you wear something, you just, yes. you're just crushing it, you know, yes. and imagine if you had that feeling like every day, <laughs> imagine- be amazing. <laughs> yeah. I, one, one of my things, my, cl- my client says she's actually a home organizer and, um, and I'm helping her with her style. Um, and she was saying you know, with her clients, she's like helping them get rid of things. And she has clients that are hoarders and that kind of thing. She had one client was like, I, w- I want everything to be a very yes. Like everything that I love, everything in this kitchen. And I was like, why don't we take that to your closet? Like you open up your closet and everything fits it feels good. You know, you walk out of the house and people, you know, you feel good. People notice you, um, you feel primed for whatever it is that that you're doing in your life. So I would just say that that, that's like totally attainable to you. And like, and I, you know, I look at styles, all these different ways I get my organizational brain and how, you know, we can make everything in your wardrobe more cohesive, you know, how can there be that like soulful aspect? How can you be fine? You know, we're never really taught around like you have different body shapes and some silhouettes look good in you and some don't and really understanding that. So shopping just becomes way, way easier. So it's just, just like any area in your, in your life, like you never really taught this and um, a style, a lot of my clients, um, it is a lot of education so that they can also do it themselves going forward that they feel confident. Why is it so hard to get rid of shit that we haven't worn for five years? <laughs> why, um, why? That's a great question. Yeah. Yeah, we could be like ho- holding on to why am know, I still holding on to the horse skirts from my 20s and I'm 40? Why, why do we have these in our closets? Like I may I may wear this next week. No, I won't. Yeah, yeah. Have I haven't worn week. it since 2008. <laughs> Um, I would say definitely have a barometer, like, um, you know, they haven't worn it in a year or something, but I'm just saying like, feel how much better it's going to feel. Cause when you let, when you let go of like old things, you're making space for something new and there's yes. something very energetic, like, and that principle, whether, you know, in anything like in dating, you know, people, you're just like, get to dump the guy. Like someone better is going to come along. It's the same <laughs> thing with style. Like let it go. It doesn't suit you've outgrown this. <laughs> yeah. You've outgrown it and it won't go over your thigh anymore, Samantha. Yeah. It's time to get rid of it. I mean, okay. <laughs> what, about someone, what about someone like me? Like uh, my entire wardrobe consists of, as it's put, uh, if Peg Bundy and Marilyn Monroe came together, that is my style, right? So it's sequins, it's uh, leather, it's black, every like t- every variation of black. And uh, what else do I have in there? It's kind of it. Just animal like, print. Oh, and the cheetah. Yeah, I do a little cheetah pop. Um, mm-hmm. And it's that's it. Like it just, I, I try so many different things and I just kind of keep going back to, I mean, it works for me, but I get yeah. asked all the time, like, why do you always wear black? I'm like, because I'm ready for a funeral. I'm ready for the bar. I'm ready for the boardroom, whatever you need. Um, but it's taken me a long time to get there. And- yeah. How do, we, how do we get away from black? Let's talk about that. Asking for a friend. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I was. I mean, ha- having lived in France, like the, it, 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 there's yes, there is something chic about black. I also there's something symbolic too when we wear black all the time. There is some element of kind of hiding in a way because I mean, if you were to walk out of a room in like a pink and something bright pink or something else, you're going to be 
going to be more noticed. So I think there, I do have a lot of clients like that have like wardrobes full of black. I'm like, black is great. Like every woman needs, you know, black in their wardrobe, but like, like where else in your life, where in your life are you hiding? Like, where are you like, what is it that you want to like step into? Where do you want to be seen more? Like true, true or false? Does, does black actually make us look slimmer? I think it's a false a lot of times, to be honest. That's what yeah. I thought you were going to say. Yeah. Interesting. yeah. So maybe this year uh, is the year of popping color. Because I do have some color. Uh, maybe I just need to get a little bit more adventurous with that. And and why aren't we more adventurous in our fashion? Is it because, you know, we don't want to stand out in the crowd or we just don't feel like we can? I don't I don't know. Yeah. It, can, it can definitely be that. Um, it's like with, with anything, like going for like a big dream, like it's maybe initially it seems scary. It was stay in our comfort zones, you know, but I'm looking at you wearing this a fabulous hat and yeah. I'm like, God, I love that hat. But I'm like, would I wear that hat? I mean, I probably would, but like the, the you're just showing up for the day and it, everybody can't see it, but it's this bright red cowboy hat with some beautiful rhinestone embellishment. Um, and it, I think it's just kind of a, hi, I'm here. I've arrived. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's fantastic. It is just so amazing. So what's up next for you? I mean, the next 12 months, what, what's on your agenda? What do you got going on? Mm, well, I'm going to, with the Modern Wife event, I'm going to New York Fashion Week next month. Excellent. Um, I, yeah, different, like some really amazing clients, like some, I have a new VIP client I fly out to see next week. Um Gosh, I think so much has been like in the, you know, it's like the next week or two people ask me like, what is your long-term vision? I'm just like, well, like uh, to get through February, yeah, <laughs> to get through the like week, hire, like hire an assistant, um, you know, um, but uh, what do I have? What do I have? I know like long-term I do actually want to lead a, like a luxury and kind of style retreat in Bali. That will probably be more maybe like next year because pe people always want to like experience Bali. And I was like, I don't want to do eat, pray, love. I want to do it with like a, like a style flair and like a more interesting, uh, just something different. I like that idea. Yeah. I think it's like, fantastic. So Jennifer, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram, have a stylegasm mm -hmm. or LinkedIn, Jennifer Marie Koch. And yeah, my website's uh, have a stylegasm. Excellent. Well, I have had a stylegasm today and I think you two have uh, as well, Stacey. Everybody out there, uh, go in and look in your closet this week and pick out something that pops and makes you feel good and be inspired.